0: greetings today's topic is moving from a scarcity to an abundant mindset today we have a special guest with us amanda scudder and she's with abundance organizing now i actually met amanda at a art show and i was having a conversation with her about um, what type of business i would have wanted to have with my husband and i was looking for a labor Uh, a business that was not labor intensive and i had mentioned to her that one of the things that i had considered doing was having a storage company and she immediately said no she was like that is something that causes people a great deal of unhappiness and i was very interested in hearing (laughs) that perspective so i want to actually ask you a little bit about that but first if you can tell us a little bit about what you do at abundance organizing. Sure,
1: glad to. I'm a consultant with Abundance Organizing. I'm a certified professional organizer, and I've also earned a credential for working specifically with people that struggle with challenging disorganization. Uh, I also include specialties in hoarding and ADHD, which are two things that often get in the way of that sort of linear organization process. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been with a company since 2012. It's okay. a woman-founded company that was founded locally in Richmond, Virginia, and they have a wonderful strength based perspective that really allows you to find the population that you really enjoy working with and um, give it your best. Okay,
0: so if you could break it down into the, as few words as possible, what
1: is it that you do? So I help people find what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And that can be a lot of different things. So okay. for some people that means finding systems that make their day-to-day lives easier, For other people, that means finding the bottom of the pile that moved with them 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and is still there. (laughs) For other people, it means finding space and time to be with family or to be creative, to have fun, to do the things that are Mm re-energizing for them. Mm -hmm. And what I find is that no matter who I'm working with or what the situation, I'm called in when the stuff has taken control. It's when the stuff, you start working for the stuff and so the stuff working for Mm -hmm. you. And my job is to help people really listen to what's important to them, what they need, enjoy, feel good about having in their homes, and identify those interlopers that don't belong, Mm -hmm. the things that are just taking up space, the bad memories, the clothes that don't fit, the kids' toys that have been outgrown, all the stuff that we just never quite get around to dealing with.
0: A lot of times at the beginning of the year, you hear people talk about decluttering their homes and Mm -hmm. just trying to get rid of things and setting piles and saying okay well this will go to donation i'll do that Um, donate these things Mm -hmm. these things i'll throw away and these are things that i keep and why do you think it would be important for people to actually go in and declutter their homes
1: it makes a huge difference in your quality of life Mm -hmm. in addition to just the quality of the environment, when you have fewer things, it's easier to keep things clean. There's less dust, there's less mold, there's less pet hair. It's just a better air quality. Mm -hmm. Um, So right there, I mean, there's health benefits. Mm -hmm. There's tremendous benefits mentally and emotionally when you're not dealing with clutter. Mm -hmm. Um, When everything in your home is serving you, it becomes a welcoming place that's there to meet your needs at the end of a long day or give you that spot to be really creative and. you know, play with your children if you've got young kids or have the grandchildren over. That's one that motivates a lot of my clients Mm -hmm. is I just want to be able to have my family get together here for the holidays or to be able to get together for family meals. Mm -hmm. So our homes are really a reflection of what's happening with us internally. Mm -hmm. And the more we can gain control of our external environment, it just is sort of, it's freeing Mm -hmm. for emotionally. Yeah,
0: I actually had a training where um, all of the employees that would come through, they had to go through this training, um, we used to call it Renaissance 101, and one of the exercises that they had to do was describe their homes inside and out. Interesting. And then say, how does that reflect them? How did you just mm-hmm. describe yourself? And it was a really amazing, amazing experience for people to realize like,
1: okay, <laughs> my house really is a
0: reflection yeah. of me.
1: Yeah, in fact, I've we do a lot of collaborative therapy with therapists mm-hmm. who are working with people and may have not ever identified that there was an issue in the physical environment because that's not something that most mental health professionals mm-hmm. are trained to look mm-hmm. for. So we always encourage people, if you are in a mental health career, to think about asking those questions. How is your home affecting you? Are you able to use rooms the way you'd like to be able to? Because it can really open up a whole lot more information about what's going on with somebody. And then also help direct them toward additional help if they need supports in the home. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's so interesting because it's, it's important that we don't think of spirituality separate from our regular life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that what you're doing with abundance organizing is one of the ways that you can really infuse um, your spiritual development mm-hmm. with what it is you're doing every day. And so I did want to go back to what we talked about as far as being happy mm-hmm. and uh, also, as you say, storage facilities are places sure. that can make people very unhappy.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I'd forgotten that we had that conversation. So what ends up happening, clutter is deferred decisions. Mm -hmm. And everything that is a deferred decision takes up mental space and takes up heart space and takes up energy. Mm -hmm. And people end up putting things into storage because they can't bring themselves to make the decision at that time. Or they envision a future that's different than the current where they will have the space for this stuff Mm -hmm. or they'll have a family member who's ready to receive it. So they put it in the storage unit, and most of the time the stuff that's in the storage units monetarily is not worth very much. Mm -hmm. And it seems, you know, initially I'm just going to be doing it for a year or two, but what we find is people tend to have things in storage over decades, Mm -hmm. sometimes multiple decades, and they paid a small fortune for keeping what is relatively of little value. Mm And so I think that goes back to that discussion about the scarcity mindset versus the abundance mindset. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed is that when there is a a scarcity mindset is based on fear Mm -hmm. and what ifs. Fear that I'm not going to have what I need when I need it. Fear that there isn't enough for me. Fear that I don't have enough. Uh, And then the what ifs, like what if I move to a bigger house? Or what if my daughter wants this? Mm -hmm. Or what if I break my leg and I need these crutches again? You know, so all of these fears keep us tied to stuff that we're not currently Mm -hmm. using and that isn't actually serving us. And so we work hard, long hours to pay for the storage to hold these things. Mm -hmm. And even if we don't get a storage unit, if we're filling our homes with the stuff, it's kind of the same thing. We're paying per square footage, Mm -hmm. and we're not able to use our space because it's holding all the stuff that we're not using. Mm -hmm.
0: And so what do you find are your clients' biggest problems in terms of being able to let go?
1: So I do think it's the fear Mm -hmm. and the what-ifs. And one of my biggest roles with clients is to help reflect back to them what their goals are Mm -hmm. and to help them think through how their scarcity or or abundance mindset is helping them make decisions that are serving them. Mm -hmm. And so people are always afraid when they start working with an organizer, you're going to make me get rid of all my stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's actually not the case at all. I will never tell somebody to get rid of anything. They'll ask me sometimes, what should I get rid of? I can't tell you. That's entirely up to you. Uh, So really it's being an active listener who can reflect back what I've heard them say they want Mm -hmm. and help them gain clarity about what that is and help channel those messages of scarcity into messages of abundance. Mm -hmm. So the what ifs and the fears, it's like, okay, well, what's the worst that could happen if this item wasn't available to you? And for some people they like the $20 20-minute 20 rule. So if it would cost less than $20 to replace and it would take less than 20 minutes to acquire the new thing, that's a comfortable measure for them to let something okay. go. Can repeat that again? It's a, a $20 20-minute 20 effort. So, you know, is the cost of keeping this item worth the return? Or could you pretty easily replace the mm-hmm. item if you should need it in the future? And mm-hmm. most of the time, people don't end up needing it in the future. Right. So it's not like you're guaranteeing you're going to have to spend 20 minutes and $20. Right. But it just sort of gives you that freedom to say, you know, it, it gets rid of that like worst case scenario mm-hmm. for you. Oh, I would never be able to get this again. Right. Well, most stuff in the universe is replaceable. Okay. And if it truly is not replaceable, then that maybe is a true thing of value mm-hmm. for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it gets you thinking about it.
0: Yeah, I love
1: that rule, 20 minutes or $20. Mm-hmm. If it's not that. It could be, be 15 minutes, $15, yes, whatever your whatever threshold yeah. is. But yeah, yeah, yeah just that. giving yourself something to test against the value.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so as far as I guess the energetic ties of, mm-hmm. or what does the fear, how does the fear manifest? You kind of already said it, but if you can say it again, like how does the fear manifest itself in the home in ways that we may not really even realize?
1: Hmm. Okay, so I think there are, if I were to walk into a home, what would be a, a sign of that fear mm-hmm. for me okay. would, would be looking at things that have been sitting in piles collecting dust and not being used. Okay. That tells me that there is a, something is being held onto that's not currently being used mm-hmm. and m- most of the time that's kind of a symptom of some anxiety over letting it go. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can also be things like just a general feeling in the the energy of the space. You know, there's a tension mm-hmm. and there's a, a sense of worry, a sense of concern. The pantry may be overstocked. The closets may be overflowing. The dresser drawers are stuffed to capacity and things are piling up because there's no place to put things. Because there's just it's not always because of the fear, but a lot of times that is what's keeping people, holding people back from making those decisions. Okay.
0: Um, and do you find that the fear dissipates once they get rid of this stuff or does it dissipate as they're getting rid of
1: it? it, it I see it happening almost in front of my eyes as okay. we start working. You mm-hmm. um, just made me think of something interesting that happened, but in general, so when people start letting things go, I talk about it like a muscle. You know, it's when you first get started. It's a little bit hard. You've got some inertia to overcome, mm-hmm. and you've got all the normal um, messages playing over in your head. And then you start to hear yourself a little bit more clearly, and you start to to ask yourself, like Marie Kondo does. The, does it spark joy? Criteria. <laughs> That's what I was using now. Um, but it doesn't have to be. Does it spark joy? It could be. Does it fit and feel good? It could be. Is it functional and beautiful? Do I use it every day? Whatever your criteria mm-hmm. for it is, um, they'll start to get more clarity about what this criteria are for them. Mm-hmm. And the more they use that muscle, the more they realize, oh, wow, yeah, I, c- I can make better decisions mm-hmm. about my things. And that in itself is so empowering. That fear starts to away because you start to trust your intuition, you start to trust your gut. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think we're, we're so conditioned away from, but it's so important. Mm-hmm. And just giving people that space to be aware of what really matters to them opens up a great deal of power and empowerment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah, I do see the fear start to dissipate and I see the confidence growing and I see the smiles getting bigger mm-hmm. and the the breathing easier and the as the space clears, even pets react. It's really interesting. Oh, really? Pets generally tend to get calmer. Okay. Uh, and they'll, you know, if you have a really hyper animal or, or an animal that's very fearful, mm-hmm. as the work progresses and as the space opens up, they start to get curious and yeah. they come in, and they relax. Oh, that's yeah. really
0: awesome. Yeah, I actually, I don't enjoy clutter at all, but Mm -hmm. yet I have probably every single letter or card that anyone has ever given me, probably since I was in the fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And so I have things like that that I keep forever, but then again, I'm like, if you come into my home, you'll be like, oh, it's it's like a museum because it's so Mm sparse, it's not very much. I don't like clutter at all. But I know that when things, I have a particular room, I call it my pink room, but I don't even know why, because it's not pink. <laughs> I never knew that it wasn't pink. That's, it's so weird. <laughs> I remember my husband saying, "Excuse me, why did you call it your pink room? And I said, because it's pink. He's
1: Interesting. Like, it's, it's I wonder what the color, it was maybe the color of the energy in there. Possibly. The I don't stuff know. stuff you're putting in there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but my pink room
1: will always,
0: you could always tell, how I was feeling on the inside, Mm -hmm. based on how my pink room looked. Mm -hmm. And so if my pink room was cluttered, Mm -hmm. then I was not okay. You were feeling (laughs) scattered and pulled in
1: different directions Mm -hmm. and not certain probably about what your next steps were gonna be. Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: And then whenever I would clean the room, Mm -hmm. I would just have this, Mm ah, feeling. um, But however, if I cleaned the room while I was in that scattered place it would be back Mm -hmm. like in a day it'll be back like it Mm -hmm. was
1: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, there's there's a good reason for that um a lot of times people want to jump to the like getting a container for something Mm -hmm. or um you know like cramming stuff into the drawers that are already too full Mm -hmm. and then they feel like they've accomplished the putting away part (laughs) but it's that scattered It's that lack of clarity in what's in the space that makes it hard to find a home for things because you may not even know when or how you're going to use it. You don't know where you would use it, so you're kind of making random guesses about where to put something, and often you're trying to put it in a space that's already too full or a container that's not specifically designed for what you're intending because when we organize, we use a space method, which is sort, purge, assign a home, then you containerize. Okay and then equalizes that maintenance piece, because it does, organizing is not one and done. You can't put something <laughs> away and expect it to stay there if you're gonna be using right. it. So you always have to go back and establish those routines and habits that help you keep the space functioning. Mm-hmm. But if you try to jump right into containing or assigning at home without having gone through the first two processes, you're gonna end up with stuff you don't really need and use. Mm-hmm. So you always wanna sort first, because then you can see categories together. Mm-hmm. Once you've got your categories together, it's so much easier to make decisions.
0: So you talk to us a lot about fear. Can you tell us how that relates to a scarcity mentality?
1: Sure. So I think it is fear that makes us feel like the world is a dangerous place and there's not enough for us mm-hmm. to keep us safe. Um Maslow's hierarchy of needs starts with, you need to have your basic sense of security, and then you need to have your basic housing and food and so forth, Mm -hmm. your needs met, before you can move on to the more spiritual and educational attainment. Mm -hmm. And so that sense of not having enough is that scarcity mentality. And it will prevent you from making decisions that are are necessarily in your best interest because you're in that sort of fight or flight Mm -hmm. mode. Mm -hmm
0: yeah so that's really interesting like because the fear causes you to hold on and mm-hmm. hold on to things
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the the very act of holding on is was closing things yeah. off yeah to you so talk to us a little bit about the abundance mentality or how does um i guess letting go mm-hmm. help you
1: to be more abundant um the the first thing that jumps into my mind is a story somebody recently shared with me. She had been extremely frustrated by the stuff that was holding her back and accumulating. And she finally took a very brave move and said, I'm going to get help with this. I want somebody to come in and work with me so I can get through this stuff. Mm-hmm. And she reached out after we'd been working together for a while. She reached out and said, you know, I went to my garage because I, I knew I needed something and I found it in two minutes. I have never found anything (laughs) in two minutes. Mm -hmm. And it was a real epiphany. I mean, she felt amazing because she was able to find something quickly. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where you start to see that by having less, you actually have what you need Mm -hmm. and you can find it when you need it. Mm -hmm. And that is such a great feeling. Mm -hmm. It's so liberating. So that shifting from the scarcity to abundance mindset involves having faith Again, going back to your gut, having faith that you will be okay, Mm -hmm. and truly believing that the universe is working for you. And I've seen it happen over and over again. When you have opened up that space, the good stuff flows in in such an unfettered way it Mm -hmm. just becomes a a flow yes (laughs) and you're then able to continue that flow by as soon as you're done with whatever that thing is you can release it back out there knowing full well Mm -hmm. that if you ever need something it's going to come back Mm -hmm. in so you're blessing other people and you're helping them with whatever they need Mm -hmm. and it's just this amazing transformation when you see it happening Mm
0: -hmm. yeah you know and i see that a lot um we can, we can say in any area, but let's just take businesses, like business owners. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, the focus can be on um, what can I get? How can I get more? Mm-hmm. How can I get more customers? How can I get more money? Um, and you would think that would make sense, that if you're in a business, you need to try to get more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that is sort of the fear mentality, and it's a scarcity mentality. Mm-hmm. Because you're focusing on how can I get more, mm-hmm. versus how can I give more. Right. And when you're focused on giving more, it's like it's because you have a trust in the universe that your needs are going to be supplied. Yeah. And the more you can supply to other people, then the more is going to be returned to you.
1: Beautifully said. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so I I think this whole concept of being able to do this in your own home, mm-hmm. be able to, um, as always, think of. Like when you hold on, I I feel that kind of contraction and constriction. And if you can think about letting go some things in your own home, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: releasing those Mm -hmm. things, then you can also do that in the world as you walk around each day. Exactly, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: And it really is an amazing process to go through.
0: Mm And so I just really enjoyed speaking with you today. And I didn't. what I didn't mention about Amanda is she's actually a, um, has a Master's of Social Work. And I would have never guessed that the work of, like, you know, I would just think of her as someone who comes in and helps you declutter your home. Mm-hmm. And it never occurred to me until I actually had the conversation with you that there's so much that goes behind decluttering your home and a lot of Um, mental processes a lot of emotional processes and it really does allow for your spiritual development Mm -hmm. just in the things that you're doing in your home every single day so thank Mm -hmm. you for joining us and also
1: did you want to let people know how they can reach you sure Um, probably the best way to reach me is by going to the website abundanceorganizing.com, and you can access us by email or by phone through that link
0: okay thank you again for joining for joining us And hopefully you'll
1: come back. Love to. Thank you for having me. Yes,
0: thank you so much. So I hope you guys enjoyed Amanda just like I did. And make sure you click the subscribe button below. And if you get a chance, check out my website at arvettmcclain.com. That's A-R-V-A-T, McClain, M-C-C-L-A-I-N-E.com. Until next time.